Hey everybody, welcome back to what has become a time-honored tradition here at Project Archivist, our annual holiday Thanksgiving cannibalism special. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you that do celebrate it, by the way. As always with these shows, I feel a need to put a disclaimer at the very beginning of it. Why? Because we talk a lot about people eating one another. We also laugh at some very inappropriate moments, and yes, we do know that we're going to hell. However, if this stuff sounds like it might bother you, and hey, I wouldn't blame you if it did, then I recommend not listening to this episode. Definitely don't listen to it with your kids around. Returning to the show this week, we have Shelly, because she seems to love coming on here whenever we talk about something involving death. I guess we're kind of all subhuman like that. Anyways, there will be two songs in this episode, thank you to Denny Kish, and at the very end of the show, we do have a little bit of outtakes. Having said all of that, take care, peace, see you guys again soon. ...who's been out here for six days, and your five-year-old son was eaten, is that correct? Yes, yes, that's right, we had to eat him. We are all sort of starving out here, so we drew straws and he drew the shortest one. What is it you're hoping to get when Black Friday does finally start? A, a Blu-ray player, 96% off, it's going to be about 20 bucks. Now, some people might say that eating your child is not very Christmassy. What would you say to them? I ate my son for a Blu-ray player with a ho, 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 and a jingle, jingle, jangle. My son got it, and it tasted good, ho, ho, jingle, jingle, ho, ho. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is time for our yearly tradition of our Thanksgiving Feast Cannibal Show, as you do every year on Thanksgiving, where most people talk about strange Thanksgiving customs. We talk about eating people. And returning with us again for the <laughs> second year in a row is Shelly Brewer, which would be Mrs. Chuck, which we've never really thought of no, you no, that she's, way. She's, she's <laughs> Shelly Brewer. Yeah. She's not Mrs. Chuck. She is her own know. separate I entity. Like I like <laughs> you guys that call theme. my wife Mrs. Lobo, and she's like, my name is not Mrs. Lobo. <laughs> well, we haven't had you on. Last time you were on here, I think you were on here solo with Lobo, and you guys did the show about uh, our so honored dead. dead. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that was... What was that? Was that spring? I think it was. I don't remember yeah. now. It's a little bit ago. So, uh, yeah, we decided to uh, call you back up and say, hey, uh, why don't you come on here and we'll talk about eating dead people or eating living people for the most part or just eating people of your same kind. So um, first Sounds off, like fun. I have to ask you, um, Shelly, because you're out from Utah, you're in Mormon land. How how is <laughs> How is Thanksgiving celebrated in Mormon land? Because you're, I, I get this weird vision of Utah, like, um, you, you know, like it's it's like, what was that show that just came out on, um, God, it was a classic story, and it was uh, it was just on Amazon. I'm completely forgetting the name of it now. Stranger Things? No, not Stranger <laughs> Things. That's, that's Netflix. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm screwing this up. It's the one where all the women are like, they're secondhand citizens, and they have to have babies for the rich people and stuff like that. Oh, uh, The Handmaiden's Tale? Yes, the, yeah, the Handmaiden's Tale. I, I can't believe I uh, screwed uh, that up. I'm going to do some it. editing there because I sound so stupid. But that's kind of what I think Utah is for some weird reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people that might agree with you. So what is, is do you have normal Thanksgivings in Utah out there? Is it is it work the same way in Utah land? The only time I've not had Thanksgiving in Utah was when I was in Leeds and I literally ordered a giant pan pizza with sweet corn on it because I could. Mm. Wait, so what? my her idea of normal, I don't know. Well, they don't <laughs> celebrate Thanksgiving for obvious reasons in the UK. Who orders a pizza with corn on it? Oh, that's very common in England. No Hell, way. They have... They have corn at Subway. You can put it on your 
on your sandwich. We're over here debating it, about pineapple on pizza, and you're like, yeah, I eat corn on pizza. You know, it's smirk. It's a thing. It's a yeah, thing. it is. So um, um, get our UK listeners to confirm. But it, it, yeah, it shocked me. But when it comes back to Utah, I mean, I just, we have family, extended family. My, we get a turkey and it has absolutely no flavor to it. So Chuck goes and gets something else. So we end up having two turkeys and a whole bunch of sides. And we have that one relative who brings like a potato salad, but takes, brings their seven kids and all of their significant others. And that's all they bring. And so we all have to compensate for that, and there's super awkward moments, and it's just, you know, a good old-fashioned American Thanksgiving. Loba, will you be doing your family staple of taco bar this year again? No, I was voted down. What? <laughs> I want to join your family. There's no, there's no tacos. tacos this year. He had tacos at Thanksgiving. Was it last year or the year before? Or whatever? both. Heck Yes. I made three pounds of ground beef. I brought shells and all the vixens. So what are you guys doing this year? Are you going to do the turkey thing? We're having fucking turkey. I love turkey. I do too, but we eat turkey at Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. I'm like, come on. We do ham at Christmas. We we do ham. and We, we have do ham these... too. Well, we yeah. have a ham too. Yeah. We also have a ham at Thanksgiving and we have a ham at Easter. I'm the this asshole that goes out eats. and buys like six turkeys when they're on sale at Thanksgiving, and then I'll throw them in the freezer downstairs. Why, is it, why does that make you an asshole? That's because, a smart thing to do. Yeah, people. <laughs> well, most people don't eat a lot of turkey on a regular basis. I eat basis. turkey all year round. Are you kidding yeah. me? It's delicious. Well, I bought a turkey. I bought a turkey deep fryer this year. I'm actually going to attempt Ooh, to deep fry a turkey. Are you going to be on the news? Yeah, which is. I really hope not. Because I. Oh, because I uh, opened this show up with the William Shatner deep fried turkey song. Well, we, okay. you know, going doing the whole time warp thing here. Because I know when I'm editing the show, I'm going to throw the William Shatner deep fried turkey song. But I've never ever had deep fried turkey ever, ever. You so, did that four years ago. Four years ago. See, I'm not going to be the guy that like just drops the turkey in there sopping wet. I'm actually like when I put the turkey in, I'm going to dry it off and I'm going to turn the flame off and put the turkey down and wait till it's in there. It then turn the flame back on. It doesn't have to be dried off it can't be frozen yeah but i'm still weird i'm still terrified i i'm, I'm aware of the of like the, understandably so I, I have this vision that when i drop this turkey and no matter how slowly i put this turkey in a nuclear fireball is going well, to erupt just, in the backyard just remember the best thing to do before you do anything with oil is to take the bird frozen in the wrapper still Put it into the fryer yes, yes. and put water in it Correct. and measure yep. how much water there is. Yep. Then take the turkey out, yep. mark the inside or the yep. outside of the thing, and that's how much oil you need to put in so you don't kill everyone. Archivist turkey safety, ladies and gentlemen. There you go Yay! right there. So the first and thing I'm going to do. Don't use motor oil either. <laughs> no. Um, peanut oil? That, peanut that, oil's best. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to get. I got to go out and buy me a big, huge jug of peanut oil. And what's funny is this is going to be the same pan. After I'm done with it, I'm going to clean it out, and I'm going to use it for brewing as well. But um, lobsters, mm, turkey beer, oh, turkey God. beer. Every beer that I, the last three batches of beer I've made have turned out horrible. Like the the wines that I've made have turned out fantastic, which your husband will attest to because he drank a bottle of it when we were down in Columbus. Oh, the cherry one. Yeah, he drank the cherry mead. And then I sent I back. I thought Mormons weren't allowed to drink. She's an ex-Mormon. You ain't no Mormon, are you? You're done Mormonism, right? You're How no dare Mr. Shelley do that? Mr. Shelley 
I sent back some bottles. To... From now on, going to be known Ms. as Mr. Mr. Shelley. <laughs> Did uh, I sent bottles of mead back to give to Todd? So he might still have a couple. I didn't. Uh-huh. I, I completely didn't know that you'd have been in. Why? Well, I, I, I didn't have any of the. I only had one bottle of the stuff that I made. I brought two down, and Chuck drank one, and I'm all like. Let's drink more. And Chuck's like, no, I don't want to drink more. And I'm like, okay, then I'm going to drink more. So I drank more. And, you know, that was pretty much it. But he was like, no, I don't want to drink anymore. And I'm like, yeah, you do. (laughs) Drink more. So he didn't. So I said, here, take these back and give them to Todd because Todd is interested in drinking mead. And I ramble on a lot about mead here. Anyways, before we go into cannibalism. Um, going way back into the Wayback Machine, we were talking off the air about an old episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, which is an old television show for people out who don't know what we're talking about. If you don't know what this is, what I'm talking about, look it up on the YouTubes because the clip is still on there. I think it was the, uh, the first season and they did a uh, Thanksgiving episode, which actually aired at the end of October. And in that episode, they did a promotion for the radio station where the station manager hired a helicopter to fly over a mall and drop turkeys out of the helicopter as like a giveaway promotion thing, not realizing that turkeys don't actually fly. Not not those turkeys. And that turns out was based on a true story that I don't have sitting in front of me. But the funny thing is, is that it's continued to happen since then. There is a fair down in Arkansas, an Arkansas festival where a plane would fly over and drop turkeys out of a plane. Oh. No. <laughs> this is not a good idea. Even if they were frozen and dead, no, that's if they a were, terrible idea. If they were idea. frozen, that would be even worse because they would hit harder and they would probably do more damage. Um, well, right? I'm not agreeing that this is a good idea. I'm just saying frozen would probably be worse. We could make a game out of this by getting airplanes, frozen turkeys, and we'll have vats of boiling grease set up. And the idea of the game is turkey drop, where you have to drop to the turkeys. What? Burn the house, the whole entire festival down? No, you could do it in the middle of a big cornfield. That's like you know, so just a burn big the forward. cornfield. Well, down. No, there wouldn't be corn. Lobo. Well, you know what? You know, you have to admit you would enjoy that. I'm not I would. saying I wouldn't. <laughs> I would be on board for that. You know, just dropping turkeys out of a plane into that, that. That would be the idea of the game is to try to get them into the boiling vats of oil to thus make the flaming nuclear death cloud of flaming turkey oil. So anyways, this happened in the last year. Uh, this happened. Actually, it was posted on October, yeah, October 17th. Uh, it's coming from Syracuse.com, which I really don't know what the hell it is, but I did see it posted in multiple places. This was just the easiest one for me to grab it from. Um, before we go into cannibalism, I'm going to read this. Uh, Yorkville. Oh, Yellville. Yeah. Yellville. What a name for a town in Arkansas, Arkansas. Yellville. Uh, Yellville. An annual festival that includes a low-flying pilot dropping live turkeys from a plane is drawing the attention of federal authorities. <laughs> After how many times that this has been done, the fed- Ugh, Why am I talking That's so funny? the fun- only thing in Arkansas that's drawing the feds. <laughs> I'm just saying. The, yeah. the Federal Aviation Administration is exploring whether any laws or regulations were broken during this year's Yellville Turkey Trot, according to the Associated Press. The annual event in northern o- Arkansas has included the turkey drop for over 50 years, the AP said. In recent years, sponsors have distanced the rest of the festival from the drop. So the people that run the festival are like, no, we don't we don't have anything to do with this anymore. We've been doing it for 50 years, but we're not involved with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, several birds were dropped during the event on Saturday and chased by festival goers uh, below, according to AP. So this oh. plane flies over, drops, bir- drops turkeys from a plane, and then ravenous human beings chase what's left of 
of the living bird down and probably jump on it and just feathers and stuff go flying through the air, I would assume. Several birds were dropped during the Mm, event on Saturday and chased by festivals going. I already read that. Uh, A local animal rights activist wants criminal charges filed against the pilot. Uh, Rose Hillard told the AP the pilot terrorized the birds and broke state laws against animal cruelty and abandonment. And they don't have a picture of it, this article, but this chick sets up this table and she has these T-shirts that like stop the turkey drop and they're all different fluorescent colors and stuff like that. You know, God bless her. You know, she's out there fighting the good fight for these poor birds. The FAA Mm -hmm. said that it hasn't interviewed... Has it hasn't interviewed oh. in the past? Be, intervened in the past because the birds aren't considered projectiles. <laughs> oh my god! What the birds apparently are not considered projectiles because you can't drop Magic a projectile. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, the KY three in Springfield, Missouri, reported that three turkeys were tossed from a plane early Saturday afternoon. Several more were tossed later in a as the small aircraft circled overhead. The station said that others have complained to the city leaders in the past. The local sheriff's office did not return a call from the Kansas City Star seeking comment. So, yeah, that's uh, that's apparently the Ooh. deal. So, I just hold on a second. You're telling me that you're all for this woman sitting out front with her shirts because she's fighting the good fight. And last episode, we were cheering for some dead dead dude loaded into cartridges, blowing away birds. Oh, I'm not. Wait, I, I was cheering for the guy being loaded into shotgun cartridges. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So it was a massive kill. It was carnage. Well, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm not cheering for I, the turkeys or the woman. I'm just this. There there was good people on both sides here. OK. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Lobo, of all people here, can't you appreciate that we're cheering for animals and really coming down on humans. I mean, isn't that your shtick? Sure. Oh, my God. He's speechless. <laughs> wow. Speechless over flying turkeys. I say throw the pilot out and let the turkeys fly the plane. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Who's going to... Lobo, you were going to carry cover the next one about... Uh, yeah. Since we're actually going to move on to real cannibalism now? Yep. Why don't we eat each other for dinner? Too few calories, say new cannibalism study. Humans may be the most dangerous game, but they're hardly the most nutritious. Despite evidence of cannibalism, like these skulls found in the island of Fiji above, and we are a audio show. (laughs) There is no picture anyways. A new, uh, slightly morbid study based on calorie counts of average humans suggests that human eating most... Mostly real, ritualistic, not dietary, in nature among hominins, including Homo erectus, uh, H. ancestris, Neanderthals, and early modern humans. To find out just how many calories an average human packs, one researcher used a pair of studies from 1945 and 1956 that analyzed the chemical composition of four adult males whose bodies were donated for science to science. On average, an adult uh, male human contains 125,822 calories of fat and proteins. I'm probably enough above to average. Meet... Wow. <laughs> I would agree. I must be as well. Enough to meet the one-day dietary requirements for more than 60 people. The single most energy-rich parts of the body, question mark, fat, with a whopping 49,399 calories per human. The least, the teeth. What? Who's the eating least teeth? teeth? All right. <laughs> They're only 36 
Eh, I guess you could grind them into like a meal and put it in bread. Yeah, but teeth are bone. I wouldn't think that the teeth would digest. Technically, they're not. Well, if you ground them up, you could still eat them. I guess. You could get the nutrients out of it that way, but that's not calories. Uh, The numbers represent the lower limit. As Neanderthals and other extinct hominins likely had more muscle mass than modern humans. Still, when compared with other animals widely available to ancient humans like mammoths, 3,600,000 calories... Woolly rhinoceros is 1,260,000 calories. And aurochs, which was a big bird, uh, 979,200 calories. It hardly seems worthwhile to hunt hominins that are just a, as willy, wily and dangerous as the hunters. The researchers conclude today in scientific reports. Some instances of cannibalism from nine Paleolithic sites in Europe, which date from 936,000 to 14,700 years ago, might be chalked up to starvation or not wanting to waste a perfectly good body that died from natural causes. But in most cases, the study suggests it's more likely that prehistoric cannibalism was primarily ritualistic in nature, consecrating victory over a hopefully tasty enemy. See, now I have a problem with that because if we weren't tasty and worth killing, then why do polar bears love us for lunch? Um, I'm also concerned with the fact, this is going to sound odd, but our dietary, our, our dietary consumption has changed since this was done. We are a much more fatty species that eats, well, we eat garbage now. So, Yeah, but our caloric intake back then would have been much higher than it is now. Much higher. A human male generally is 2,000 calories. That's that's just the, the common median for caloric intake for the day. And that's just a sedentary lifestyle. You had people that were hunting and gathering. Some of the, some of the numbers are astronomical for the amount of calories. Plus, we didn't have clothing like we do now. We didn't have shelter like we do now. So we had to expend more energy to stay warm. We had to expend more energy to be yeah, able to stay vital. Would we not be a higher calorie content now just because of the amount of fatty no. foods that we eat? No, absolutely not. We're sedentary. 2,000 calories is the base median. You eat over that. Say you eat 2,500 calories a day. You're going to gain weight because you're doing nothing. I have no idea what you're Back talking then, about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's look at it this way. If you have a water balloon... And it's full of water, and you put a tiny little pinprick in it, you could put your finger over the hole to staunch some of that flow. If you do the same thing and you put a big hole in it, it's going to lose a lot more water. So you're going to have to constantly be putting water into it. We're the water balloon now. We have a tiny little pinhole. Our ancestors with a water balloon then had a giant hole in it. You sound so they like had my to continue. Go ahead. Whoa. Wow. wow. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> Shelly's being real quiet here. Go ahead. <laughs> I was actually trying to look up what farmers... uh, Farmers have an insane amount of calories that they have to take in. Their breakfast can be almost 2,000 calories. Right. That's what I was trying to look up. They're constantly moving, constantly burning. We don't have to do that now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you sit down, you look at it this way. If you have a McDonald's big breakfast, just just a big breakfast with the biscuit, that's like 1,800 calories. That's that's almost your daily intake for the day. Just just to sit around, mm-hmm. not moving out. Mm-hmm. If you when I was when I was working out every day, back when I was 168 pounds, nothing but muscle, and my wife and brother-in-law tell me I look like a gorilla. I was eating 6,000 calories a day. 
and I had virtually no fat on me. Now I can look at a Twinkie the wrong way and I'm gaining weight. Oh, the joy of growing older. Well, there's that, you know? So Plus I got this I new job. Like <laughs> <laughs> I got this new job and they cater three times a week. And they had this fully stocked kitchen. And at one point, they were actually bringing in dessert, like dessert trucks, the like the donut cone that you've seen on the internet oh. where they put ice cream in it. Oh. And yeah, so me being what I am, a 30-year-old woman, I'm looking across the way at my 21-year-old intern, and he's got like one in both hands, and he's like eating, and he's like, you know, I should really watch myself. And I swear he loses weight. Yeah. By eating course. that way. And, and energy you know, still. I'm like, He's young and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we all were at that point, right? Uh, true. And so, yeah, um, it, it's, I, I, I do agree with you, Lobo. It's just the modern man. Uh, maybe we could eat humans and not have such a problem since there's so It might so be the new diet. <laughs> <laughs> humans. <sighs> The other, other, other way. By Jenny Craig. Yeah, (laughs) eat Jenny Craig. Yeah, I was just looking at, um, if you look at this article, they have the cannibal calorie counting. So it actually does list like the teeth at the bottom and the fat Mm -hmm. tissue at the top. And the thing that kind of shocked me for a second was I looked at skeleton, 25,332 calories. I'm like, what? Of a skeleton. Yeah, Yeah, the bone marrow. That's right. Yeah, you can eat bone marrow. Very rich. Very rich right. in uh, calories. So, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. So, folks, if you're on a diet and you're thinking of eating human, there's there's what you need to know, you know. So, snack on teeth. No teeth. Snack on teeth. Snack God. on those teeth. God. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to move on, and Shelly's going to read this one. Now, there's a joke in here, and this is actually – Longtime listeners will get this one. Uh, there was actually a cannibal killer named Joseph Matheny, who in this article is referred to as Joe Matheny. Not the same one that we know of. However, we haven't heard from Mr. Matheny in quite some time. So, so maybe. if he's out there listening right now, he might get a chuckle out of this or he might pop up out of nowhere and tell me to fuck off. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> which even if he did, that would be fine because we haven't heard from him in quite some time. So, anyways, I will uh, turn this one over to you. Um, good luck on reading this because as I look at the website, it's rather broken up and scattered. Um, wow. These yeah, are, patient. Yeah, these are short. So, what the heck is... Oh, my God. He was not a little man. The picture of that... that, that, that well, when you'll get to it, you'll understand. So, anyways, this comes from Ranker.com. And, uh, Shelly, go ahead and take it away. Woohoo! Nauseating facts about Joe the Cannibal Matheny, who sold his victims as burgers. Mm. In 1996, Joe the Cannibal Matheny joined the ranks of serial killers who decided to serve their victims' bodies to people in food. He claimed to have several, uh, pardon, he claimed to have killed several women, dismembered their bodies, and then fed the human meat to his customers at his small barbecue pit stand turning everyone into unintentional cannibals. Matheny also worked as a truck driver and confessed that his first murder was motivated by the actions of his girlfriend, who abandoned their child because she was a drug addict. He kept killing from that point onward and ended up with around nine victims, or so he claims. Joe Roy Matheny, an urban legend come to life, 
was born in 1955 and grew up to become one of serial killers who sold human meat as food in the early 1990s. Now, however, he is serving a life sentence in Maryland prison. In a Maryland prison. Okay, so first fact. He said that he served the flesh of his victims to customers at his barbecue stand. Matheny admitted to killing two women, Kimberly Spicer and Catherine Ann Magaziner? Magaziner. Okay. Sure. Before dismembering them and putting their flesh into Tupperware containers that he kept in his trailer. Wow. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Then he decided to open up a small barbecue stand by the side of a busy Maryland road and served his unsuspecting victims or customers human flesh. It wasn't wrong when you said victims. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of a Freudian slip there. Mm. The flesh from Spicer and Magaziner. Oh, my God, that last name. I think it's Magaziner's. Magaziner's, thank you, body. Matheny claimed that there there was... Little difference between pork and human meat, which we covered in the last show. Now, mm-hmm. can you imagine if it comes to light that when it came to light that this happened and, you, you know, you, you knew that you were somebody that would frequent that barbecue stand and get barbecue from that guy? I would be sad. Because I, I, if it be. was good, I knew that I would never get that again. Oh, my oh God. My God. You had to take it in that direction. <laughs> well, like, I mean, I'm being oh, honest. Oh, well. I would be like running to the bathroom puking. It's been digesting and gone for a while, but I would be like, oh. It'd be like that scene in Ace Ventura where you got like a plunger attached to your face, you know? That's right. That would be me. But you know, it's funny. Uh, Mr. Shelley, uh, he actually, he and his dad would stop at like suspect, scary, like barbecue joints that were in people's front living rooms. Yeah. And I just can't wait for the day that we find out <laughs> one of those guys had more than suspicious meat. And he's like, eh, it was good. He's going to care. No, he won't. <laughs> All right. Second fact. He chopped two homeless men into pieces with an axe. That's In 1994, Matheny, Matheny was living with his girlfriend and their six-year-old son in South Baltimore. However, he worked as a truck driver, so he has gone for long stints of time on the road. One day, he came home and realized that his girlfriend had abandoned him and taken their child. She was a drug addict and been living on the streets. Matheny said in his confession, I found out about six months later she had moved on the other side of town with some asshole that had her out selling her ass for drugs. They got busted for drugs, and they took my son away from them for child neglect and child abuse. Matheny was so enraged by that, this that he went out to find his former girlfriend. He couldn't locate her, though, and instead ran into two homeless men. In a fit of anger, he killed them both with an axe and proceeded to chop them up into pieces, leaving their bodies where he had found them. Wow, oh, that's uh, misdirected yeah. anger a little so, bit, maybe? Wait, so he goes out to find his girlfriend, and he just happens to have an axe? Well, he was going to yeah, kill her. he was going out to take right? care of her, so... Right? It's just the way they state it. It's like, and then he suddenly had an axe and killed the two guys. It's like, oh. Yes. All right. Fact number three. He stabbed Kimberly Spicer to death and stashed parts of her body under some wooden pallets. Useful. Because why not? At, oh, my God. At the time of Kimberly Spicer's murder in the fall of 1995, she had been working as a prostitute in South Baltimore. Matheny was driving a forklift for a company that made wooden pallets. 
and was living in a small trailer located near his employer. One night, Matheny brought Spicer to his trailer where he brutally killed her, dismembering her body and discarding parts of it under some wooden pallets at his work, and no one noticed. Right. Of course not. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, wow. Okay. Which number so, am I on? You're about to go into uh, Catherine M- M- Magaziner's skull. Yeah, I am about to go into her skull. No. Not as no, much as he no, did. No. <laughs> Uh, okay, I think, I think that, it's okay. number four. <laughs> you think? It is Mrs. <laughs> Shelley. <laughs> he had sex with Catherine Ma- Magazine. We'll call it Magaziners. <sighs> Magaziners Skull. There you go. <laughs> I don't, we're probably con- saying it wrong, but hey, when, when, yeah. when have we... When have we Project uh, Archivist. Yeah, you know. <laughs> right. Okay, so here we go. During his confessions to the authorities, Matheny admitted to committing some rather horrific acts, one of which involved Catherine Magaziner's skull. She had been working as a prostitute when he invited her into his trailer. After she stepped inside, he stabbed and strangled her to death before dismembering her body. Apparently, six months later, he went back to the place where he had discarded some of her remains, found her skull, cleaned it off, and then had sex with it. Yes, because I think of orbital sockets when I want to get steamy. Well, he cleaned it. Yeah. Well, there's it's, that. It's. Oh. I wonder if he used bleach. God. Oh, good lord. Drano works great to take meat off a bone. Oh. I he stop. Used beetles. Stop. Yeah, beetles work well. Seems like he was in a hurry, though. Yeah. Liquid <laughs> plumber. Wow. All right. Yeah, I picked a great combo of people to do this show with. <laughs> You'll be gagging before it's over. <laughs> right after I said that one, really. <laughs> he claimed to have killed two unidentified prostitutes and a fisherman. Gotta get variety. <sighs> the same night that he killed two homeless men, Matheny also went on to kill two prostitutes, luring them under a bridge and murdering them with the same axe he had used on the two men. A nearby fisherman, who happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, was then spotted by Matheny and was promptly killed as well. He then tossed all three bodies into a nearby river and placed rocks on top of them so they wouldn't float to the surface. No evidence of them has ever been found. Bum, bum, bum. They're with Jimmy Hoffa. <sighs> he spent a year and a half in prison for murder before killing again. What? Oh, well, you know, he has some restraint. In 1994, Matheny was arrested and spent a year and a half in the Baltimore County Jail. He had been charged with the murder of two homeless men that he had chopped up and left under a bridge. He was denied bail and had to sit in prison until his trial. However, due to lack of evidence, he wound up getting away with the crime and was released from jail. As you do. Uh, See, they could have saved people from being murdered. They had just left him there to rot. Ah, the police only caught him because one of his victims escaped. Isn't that usually the case yep. with serial killers? Yeah. Yep. His last victim, Rita Kemper, was lucky. She was working as a prostitute in 1996 when Matheny kidnapped her and forced her into his trailer. He was gearing up to kill her, but she managed to get away, scaling an eight-foot-tall chain-link fence as she fled. Kemper went straight to the authorities who thankfully believed her. Matheny was arrested for multiple murders shortly afterwards and confessed to all his evil deeds. Wow. That name, though. 
Kemper? Edmund Kemper. Edmund Kemper was a serial killer, and he had sex with his mother's skull. And really? <laughs> yep. With no. One of his highest skulls a choice. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Holes? No. Because Look, holes. No. I don't know. No. I don't, I don't know. No. Have you seen a human skull? There's some yes. sharp bits in the back. There's a lot of sharp in there. This seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, I would think so. That would, yes. Yeah, yeah, all right. No one is sure when he actually began his murder spree. It's hard to tell fact from fiction in Matheny's confession. Some news reports state that his killings took place in 1994, while he has claimed that his serial murder spree actually began in 1976. The number of victims that he admits to have killed frequently changes as well. His known body count stands at nine. But there could be more, and he's bragged about killing others. He also claimed to have fed human meat to the customers of his small barbecue stand, but that could be just the talk of a madman. Yeah, that's normal behavior for somebody who's a mass killer like that, is to frequently like claim that they've killed more people than they actually have, from what I understand. Um, Look at that sexy man. Yep, that's what I was telling you about. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Dude, that dude's four and a half bills. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. I can't tell if he's asleep or trying to look sexy. I'm not sure what's up with his stomach either. Is he making an ass Pushing out of it, it or what? Yep. <laughs> it's got this crease that goes right down the middle of it. It's probably a foot long crease, I would have to say. Oh, easily. If he's over six feet tall, that's easily a foot long. Yeah, that's 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 a big boy. That's a big dude. Wow. Yeah. All right. So he was not a little man. By all accounts, Matheny was not a little man. Many news stories described him as being over six feet tall and weighing around 450 pounds. His intimidating, his intimidating size explains how he managed to overpower his victims, as well as explains how his last would-be victim, Rita Kemper, got away with her life. He couldn't run fast enough to catch her. <laughs> Looks like he hasn't run, run fast after anything in quite some time. Tons of fun. Lunchbox. Oh, lunchbox. Lunchbox! <laughs> he worked as a truck driver. Some of these facts seem to... This has already been stated like six times, though. Right? Uh, you know, repetition is the mother of retention. It's probably going to say, hey, guess what, he worked everybody? as a truck driver and he was a big man. He also liked to have sex with skulls. And then it's going to go on to the next one, which is going to repeat the first three and then add something new to it. <laughs> it's like it's like click clickbait without the click. It Indeed. almost seems like the Dr. Seuss book about a serial killer. <laughs> uh, he worked as a truck driver. Over the course of his killing spree, Matheny worked several different jobs, drifted in and out of homelessness, and spent most of his paychecks on drinks at local bars. He Shocker. worked as a truck driver for a time before eventually getting a job at a wooden pallet factory driving a forklift. Later, he went on to open up what he described as a barbecue pit stand which he used as a way to dispose of the flesh of his victims by selling them as food. Mm. As is I wonder what stated. he put on the sign. That Mystery looks like Bam eats. Bam Bigelow. Wow, this this picture. That face. That's, uh, With you, his unhinged listeners, you, You've got to look yeah. at this article. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not much is known about his childhood. Few facts are known about Matheny's early life because the fact that his father died when Matheny was very young. Oh, besides the fact that his father died when he was young. He was reportedly born in 1955, spent a short time in the army where he studied physics, and people who knew him described him as being very intelligent. 
However, something happened in the 1970s. <clears throat> Drugs. Probably. And he began living in homeless camps and drifting away from his friends and family. He claimed that he had served in Vietnam when he became addicted to heroin. Oh. <laughs> well, you, you think? <laughs> Foreshadowing much. But his mother doesn't recall him ever serving overseas, and his military records haven't been made available. Corrab. Cor oh, I hate this one. Lobo. Corroborate. Thank Corroborate. you. Corroborate. Kufifi. Those claims. From that point on until his arrest in 1996, his life has remained a bit of a mystery. And finally. Thank the gods. All right. He said he enjoyed killing and wouldn't apologize. During his confession to police, Matheny said that he enjoyed killing and wouldn't apologize to the families of his victims because his apology would be a lie. He wasn't sorry for what he'd done. He went on to explain that God knew all about what he did and that he was quite happy to be judged by him and by an actual judge in a court of law. Matheny was initially given a death sentence, plus 50 years for the kidnapping of Rita Kemper. However, he wound up getting the death sentence reduced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Wait a oh, minute. He, he was given the death sentence plus 50 years. Doesn't that seem a bit redundant? We're going to kill you and yes. you're going to spend 50 years in jail. <laughs> They should kill him first and let him rot in there. That doesn't make any sense. It's like put him in a drum. You know, actually, I think it does make sense because the guy he 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 obviously gets high on power, right? And being able to control people, eat them, fuck their skulls, apparently. And if you put him in a controlled environment for fifty years, knowing that he'll never get out, and at the end they're just going to kill him. It really just kind of robs him of all that opportunity that he thinks that he would have otherwise. Then why don't you just Good give him, point. well, if he's going to live 50 Stop years, that's the thing. Vengeance. I get, I get the vengeance. I understand that. But the whole, if the, the I would just assume kill the guy because that's 50 years. We got to pay for the guy to stay alive in jail for the most part. And if he You're even sufficiently, I'm thinking just straight out vengeance. Well, I'm just saying, just kill the guy. You know, I'm not saying do it painlessly or anything like that. But I don't see a need. Okay, we're, we're gonna give you, we're gonna uh, give you uh, death, and we're gonna give fifty years, fifty years uh, life sentence or whatever. It's cake or death. Yeah, <laughs> cake or death. All right, we've been going okay. for a bit, so let's take a break for a minute. I'm looking down the hole. You're looking up at me. You're cold and tired. That is easy to see. Lower the rope to you, a bucket on the line. Your membrane will be soft and smooth, and your heart will be mine. It rubs the lotion on its skin. Or as it gets the hose again. It rubs the lotion on its skin. Or as it gets the hose again. Yes, precious, it gets the
where we left off as Lobo destroys his office. Mm. Um, we're going to move to five arrested in alleged South African cannibalism ring after man tells police he's tired of eating human flesh. This is going to go bad. I know it already. Just I, by the you know, before we start, if we look at the picture, I love how everyone looks concerned. Cops are on the guard, and then there's that one dude who's staring off in the distance. I see that, yeah. Black. Yeah, right? He's, he's kind of like looking off to the... Is that Kanye? To the left going, what's going on over there? <laughs> the woman right there, she's like smacking her head going, is that guy really looking up? <laughs> what's going on in this picture? All right, so go ahead and take it away. Uh, editor's note. This story contains graphic detail. Well, we can't read that. More than... More than, too late. Hold on. More than a week ago, a South African man walked into the police station with a morbid confession. He was tired of eating human flesh, he told police. The officers uh, questioned the man's bizarre claim and noticed he gave off a rancid smell. Local media reported. Then the man revealed the source of the stench, showing the officers a bloodied human hand and leg. A police spokeswoman told the Washington Post. The man who said that he was a traditional healer, led officers to a small beige home in the farming town of Estcourt in the uh, row KwaZulu-Natal province of South Africa. Inside the house, police found a collection of other body parts. Colonel Tembeka what, what Shelley said, a spokeswoman for the South African Police Service told the Post. The discovery touched off a criminal case that has attracted global attention and led police to uncover what they suspect is a cannibalism ring. A total of five men ages 30 to 32 have been arrested for possessing human body parts. Two of them claim to be traditional healers. The number of other families with missing or slain relatives are now wondering whether their loved ones' deaths may have come at the hands of the alleged cannibalism ring. One local woman outside the court appearance told a local television station her nephew went missing in 2015. His body was later found mutilated. 
She came to the court appearance, she said, to see whether she could identify one of the suspects in connection with his death. What did you say that guy's name was? Mabelli? Uh, I think it's a her, and I do think it is Mabelli. Mabelli. Yeah. There you go. Said police believe the men were working together as part of a larger syndicate. I like that word. We expect to, to arrest more, Mabelli said. Adding that the case was both shocking and unusual. We've never heard of this. I don't know about that. I was going to say, we read like I... stories about this. Because I'll tell you, whenever I'm looking for cannibalism stories, I see what in the hell is going on. Scratchy, smunchy, scratchy. What's going on there? What's going on? Okay? Oh, that was me. That was go. me. Are we good? All right. Is there a skull in front of me? Talking. Oh. Hey, that's my personal life. <laughs> and I will admit during the break, I went and took out my like super detailed anatomy book. and was like, what hole? Which which one? No, I believe you. I fully believe that you did that. Esophageal? I totally went and got my anatomy book because I was pre-med at one point. So I've got this detailed one. And I was like, no, I would not do the orbital socket. No, I don't think he's going. No. I don't think they're going through the orbital socket. I believe it was probably oh mouth or esophageal. And this is I where we totally get sidetracked. Anyway, okay. as the year goes on and I need to find cannibalism stories in preparation for our Thanksgiving show, I always go to South, like I'll, I'll go to like South African news, obscure South African news sites. And it never fails. I never, ever wa not walk away finding some kind of cannibalism related story coming out of Africa. Sorry, Africans. Oh, about this. Uh, Anyways, go ahead. The men, South African news outlet reported are charged with murder conspiracy to commit murder and attempted murder however it is still unclear how many people have died police have not yet identified the human remains the accused men appeared in court for a bail hearing monday as hundreds of locals protested outside shouting chanting and holding up signs that read no to cannibalism <laughs> that should not be a thing there uh, is video of people doing it on here one protester held up a sign that translated as "We're not KFC, Nandu's, or chicken, chicken licking. We're humans. We're not edible," according to a photo captured by uh, News Twenty Four. I'm beginning to wonder the legitimacy of this. Uh, Mabelli declined mm, to mm, declined to provide details about the human remains discovered by police, saying that police cannot assume what the accused were doing with the body parts. Even when the man walks in and tells you, I am eating these body parts and I'm tired of doing it. Well, he could be, you know, he could have a bad case of the crazies. Uh, but descriptions in South African and British news outlets paint a gruesome scene. In the home of the first man arrested, some reports say human ears were found cooking in a pot in the home. Other body parts were stuffed in suitcases, the BBC reported. Human ears? A cartilage? What are you going to do with, like, shark fin soup? Gristle? Uh, yeah, oh, that that's what you do with meats that are too tough to eat. Yeah, but I mean, ears though. I mean, you, yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna have like that umami feeling, I'm sure, when you eat it because of the amount of gelatin in it. Anyway, uh, it is believed that uh, they were to be served to his customers, who were told they had magic properties and would convey money, power, and protection. The BBC reported they'll do none of that. Uh, the man who for, they'll give you a bellyache. Don't first, knock it before you try it. I'm going to go with, hmm. <laughs> uh, ears? No. Um, I don't like cartilaginous things, though. Uh, the man who first... I don't even like chicken silver skin. That stuff makes me want to... The man who first turned himself into police reportedly nicknamed... Oh, my God. <laughs> Mekon, Mekonivyovu? 
<laughs> or corruption. I'll just call him corruption. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. Uh, he had moved into the home about two months ago. The man's landlord told News 24, adding that he had no idea about the body parts hidden inside. His neighbor told media outlets he had noticed a foul smell from the home. That's when you call the police. South African newspaper, and or at least a plumber, South African newspaper, the Sunday Times, wrote that the arrests uncovered a deep, dark secret in the town that could extend back some time. At least three graves were desiccated in June in the surrounding area, and Sunday Times reported. Oh, the Sunday Times reported. It is not known whether these dug-up graves are connected to the alleged cannibalism ring. Do they know anything? No. They, they don't know if it was used for cannibalism. They don't know what bodies were actually found. They can't identify the bodies. This is what's called sketchy. Uh, police have not completed DNA testing on the body parts. They, but one family told BBC, the local media and local media news outlets, they believe the remains were those of a 25 year old missing woman who lived about 22 miles west of Estcourt. They believe Seems they know something, but then well, they don't know. know anything. You know, the mother of a two year old boy was last seen July 25th. Relatives told the BBC on Sun and Sunday Times she had left for the town of. Pietermaritzburg, Pietermaritzburg. Sure, yeah, that'll work. Some place about Africa. sixty miles south of East Estcourt to visit her grandmother. She never showed up. She was eaten by lions. After police made the arrest in the case, they met with the woman's relatives and asked them what she had been wearing the day she was last seen. The family members told them she wore black leggings, a shirt, and a bag with jeans stuffed inside. How oh, was she wearing a bag with? Anyway, a police officer left the room and returned with an outfit that matched the family's description, soaked in blood, relatives told Sunday Times. The family was told a mutilated body was found east of Escort. Wow, they really do things different here than they do uh, yeah. here in America. Uh, what do we say her name was? Mabelli? Sure. Yeah. That police could not yet confirm the identity of the body, but speaking to local television stations, she was she has urged families of missing people to come forward to police with DNA samples. Residents of the surrounding villages, wow, this is a long article, have been swept <laughs> almost by can do it. a fear avoiding walking on the streets after nightfall, the Sunday Times reported. The allegations have also tainted the uh, practice of traditional healing, a prevalent source of medical care in South Africa, particularly in rural communities. Just buy some aspirin. There are more than 200,000 traditional healers in the country, and traditional health providers are the first stop in South African patients in up to 80% of cases, according to the World Health Organization. My God, do you ever No one will ever talking? trust traditional healers after this. Oh, man. Sifiwi Manana, a traditional healer at Monday's protest, told the Sunday Times. Another woman outside the court admitted she had previously sought medical care from one of the charmed men, the Sunday charged, Times reported. Charged men, well, not charmed. No, charmed I'm sure that'll work. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip on my part. I'm sorry. She had <laughs> asked for a herbal remedy to help her 17-year-old niece who suffered from illness in her womb, she said. Sounds like, never mind. Inside the court hearing, one of the men wept during the proceedings. Local newspapers reported. Just keep going. Local news I don't know what that means. A lawyer for the men said her clients no longer wish to apply for bail. In the days after the arrest, local politician Mithabeni Majola. Mithabeni Majola. There you go. Organized the community meeting. To, I can't do well with these names. These these names. And I can do better. I mean, sure. Well, no, that's not. The, oh, never mind. 
finally mm -hmm. that one semester of African history See, college. Here's the thing, I got back my 23 and me results. I should know how to read this crap. Because it's or in your blood? Yes. I don't know. I like garbage. That almost sounds like blood. phrenology. <laughs> it's in my blood. I can enunciate it. Absolutely. Let me check the bumps on your you head. Got one sentence left. <laughs> Organize a committee meeting, uh, community meeting to help residents come to terms with the gruesome allegations. Some admitted to previously consulting with the traditional healers. Most residents were shocked by this and now lived in fear. Majola told BBC. It says most residents. That means there's a handful of people like, yeah, yeah. we knew this was going on. Oh my God. It's over. Well done, sir. Thank okay. you. I knew I you could do all it. All over that. I will move on to hopefully not as long as an article. Now, it seems like every year this guy just keeps popping back up. The cannibal cop. Um, I think this will be maybe probably the third year that we've covered this guy in some uh, way, shape, or form. Third year. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be at least three years. Because he was actually in prison as a cook, I believe. It was the last time we covered him. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from the dailynews.com. Um, again, most of these stories, some of these stories, any of these stories could probably be fake news. But we don't think so. Cannibal Cop still visits websites dedicated to eating human flesh. There's nothing illegal. Creepy. Uh, Flesh-eating fantasies remain on the menu for the Cannibal Cop. Ex-New York police officer Gilberto Valley. Valle, it's Valle? No, it's Gilberto. I can say it, but my tongue's not allowing me to say it. Gilberto Valle acquitted on charges of planning to kidnap, cook, and kill, and eat a woman, says he still samples the fare on websites devoted to cannibal fantasies. I did not <clears throat> say that at all, but it still came out with the same intent the way it was supposed to. Uh, on occasion, sure, okay. an unrepentant valet explained to Inside Edition. That show is still around? There's nothing mm -hmm. illegal. There's nothing wrong with that. What I do at home is my business, unless you're eating people. Uh, the cannibal Or cop, announcing it to the press. Yeah, no kidding. The mm. cannibal cop spent 21 months in jail when a Manhattan federal court jury convicted him in March of 2013 when prosecutors produced evidence of his Google searches for human meat recipes. Other valet searches, including electric cattle prod shock, how to chloroform a girl. <laughs> I still don't know why he would have been put in jail for that, though. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about that to briefly sidetrack. I love, by the way, they got a picture of the guy walking down the road with some woman in a trench coat smiling all happy. Um, if somebody were to do a, a background search because of our show on my computer. Oh, I'd go to jail. Oh, we'd be cooked. Um, we'd be done. If somebody didn't know us and didn't know that we had a show, fortunately we have this show, we can say, no, no, we cover this stuff. You know, Oh, I'm sure we're ready. Yeah, we're, we're definitely red flagged, I'm sure. Um, so if you're out there listening, yeah. But then again, I think we say this every year. Um, Pretty much. Oh, my God. But, that picture, did you look at the caption? No, I'm getting there. Yep. But his conviction it's, was overturned on April uh, appeal of July 2014, and Valet said that uh, Manhattan federal judge Paul Gardefe Gar made the right call. No, he did not. Uh, then it's got a picture. Uh, Gilberto Valet apparently wasn't put off with of his cannibalism fantasies by his time in jail. What's the caption? Look at that. He's, He's at like staring at her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. And she's I'm all like, she's her. like, yeah, I'm next to a cannibal. Leave me alone. It's what we do. And he's like, yep, I got a bloated face. Uh, it's not a crime to fantasize about people. You know, he said it's not a crime to fantasize about committing crimes against people. Yo, it's action and there's no actions taken. Oh, it's it's action and there's no actions taken, period. Uh, 
Vallier co-author of, of a new book, Raw Deal, The Untold Stories of New York PD's Cannibal Cop, admitted pinning a gory fantasy about attacking his now ex-wife. Yeah, I did write those things, he acknowledged. Horrified spouse Kathleen Mangan? Mangan? Sure, Kathleen Mangan, Vallée. Why would she still keep that last name? Uh, turned her husband in after discovering his computer held thousands of disturbing emails and photos. The newlywed wife and valet had a baby daughter at the time when she was she discovered his online chats using Girl Meat Hunter as his screen name. That's not That's funny. That's a name, huh? That's not funny. You're going to hell. But I'm laughing. It's not funny. You just realized that now. What kind of a no. what kind of an idiot uses the loose Girl Meat Hunter? That's my screen name. Come on. He thought he was being clever. It says what I do. What? <laughs> I'm clever. What? what a loser. SMRT. <laughs> um, I was supposed to be tied by my feet, my throat slit, and they were going to watch the blood rush from my body, she testified in his two, the 2013 trial. Oh, man, that would be creepy to find that on your uh. husband's computer and find that written on her. Uh, college pal Kimberly Souter testified the six-year New York Police Department fantasized about slowly roasting her before a meal and using her head. Again, there oh, it is. Frozen, in, frozen with a final expression of fear as a centerpiece. Prosecutors had also charged that he used a law enforcement database to research potential targets and search the Internet for torture devices specialized to his bizarre taste. Jurors in the case uh, appeared sick when they were shown stomach-turning images plucked from his hard drive, including a naked woman getting poked in a spit. Oh, cooked on a spit. Poked. Not poked, cooked on a spit. Arr! Well, it does involve poking. Oh, my God. There is poking. No, you don't true. need to take that joke any further. Uh, Inside Why? Edition also... Really? No, you don't. Inside Edition also... Are you new here? Mm-hmm. Posted a book <laughs> excerpt where he details taking a deep dive into the website where the police officer found kindred twisted souls. Uh, when doing? it came to my cannibalism fetish, I never got to the part where I was actually eating the person, the 32-year-old ex-cop writes. Uh, the idea of a girl tied up and being prepared to be cooked was a peak. was the peak of it. What I was into was the image of a woman tied up on a platter with an apple in her mouth, not the act itself. Right, right, right. See, no. you know, I, 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 feel, I feel so bad for her because I'm like thinking, I, I, I do Pinterest. I love it. I don't think that this is I, a Pinterest like, post. I'm, ju- <laughs> I'm just barely married myself, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what I could do for centerpieces. It looks like it's been searched before. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. That would happen to me. You know, like, I kind of I, feel bad for the guy. What? Why? He never actually did it. Oh, come on. Oh, you can address hate mail to Lobo at Project Archivist no. at gmail.com. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. <sighs> These people watch snuff films knowing full well that they're not real. Or the majority of them are. I've seen snuff films. They're Wait, disturbing. What? Well, what, you've never like a, no, there's a there's an old series that had to be banned in some countries, and they they showed all sorts of dis- disgusting, disturbing things. Yeah, faces of death. Faces of death. Thank you. I thought a lot of that was all, fake, though. Uh, some of it was. Most of it. Most of it was fake. Some of it was not fake. Some of it was real. Like the monkey brain mm-hmm. part, that was real. Uh, See, the I guy, was told that part was fake. No, the monkey brains was real. That was real. Um, the guy falling supposedly into the 
alligator pit getting chewed up. That was fake. That Trust reminds me, me of I, something to sidetrack us again. A lot of this. <laughs> Did you hear about what happened in Germany last week? It is now illegal oh. for kids to go swimming with the crocodiles at the zoo there. Yeah, that I don't understand. That's just stupid. Yeah. I don't know why that wasn't illegal long ago. Yeah. Wait, which 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 part of the country was that it in? It was some zoo in Germany. They were having, you could have a, a zoo birthday party, and one of the things at the zoo birthday party was the children were allowed to go swimming with the crocodiles and alligators. Now, yeah. I'm wondering if there was some kind of a glass partition or something in between the kids. It doesn't make, that does, none of this sounds like it makes any sense at all for them yeah. to allow to be able, you can Google it and look it up. I think oh, I, believe me, I'm doing it right I posted it on the now. Facebook page, but then again, <laughs> so much stuff gets posted on there, it's hard to keep track anymore. But yeah, it's, yeah, there was, last week they finally ruled. Tried, Berg. Yep. Tried, big. So anyways, yeah, the guy wasn't actually caught doing anything, he was just licking the stuff up, and he was caught licking the stuff up, but even still, man. I I just, I, I don't. Adults can still swim in the crocodiles, it's yeah, just, just children. Kids. They don't want the liability. I just, I, I don't, I, I understand. I understand that there's the whole idea of premeditation, but he didn't do it. There was nobody being tied up. He didn't kidnap anybody. Yeah, but dude, people are weird. People have weird thoughts. Yeah, the guy but, happened to write it down. I, I'll give you that. But as a, as a woman, if I got on my husband's computer and I saw him specifically fantasizing about killing me in front of well, other see, people, yeah, I I'd have a bit of a problem. I understand, but I think the guy does. I don't think he belongs in prison. I think he belongs somewhere where he could be helped mentally. And prison is not the place. Yeah. This is that fine line between mental health and prison. But you do you agree do that the guy has, has some kind of problem. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I don't think he belongs in prison. Because it's like if this guy, okay, I, I don't want to be the one that says we don't know for sure if he actually did anything because he hasn't been caught. But if this guy were to go out and act on this and then, you know, heaven forbid he did this and then he was caught and all this stuff was found, it was like, well, they knew about this guy doing this stuff. How come nobody did anything about it beforehand? You yeah, know? but look at it, the same token. Look at how many people turn a blind eye to these pedophiles that are in higher stations and they're just like, eh, you know, it's not a big deal. We don't really have proof per se when all the proof was laid out the entire time and they just turned a blind eye to it whereas this guy they had the information fine put him somewhere where he can get help but instead they're just going to throw him in prison okay you do make a good argument so you're not you're not saying that there's nothing wrong with what the guy was doing you're saying it's the way no, that they handled his situation that makes it that that's the problem with it i'll agree that's with the that problem. i'll agree with that actually i think he doesn't belong in prison and let me tell you why he was convicted on conspiracy to kidnap. Mm -hmm. So he actually was those searches and the intent it, I guess they would argue the intent there. So yeah, but he didn't follow through with the, you can have intent for a lot of things. Well, it's conspiracy to kidnap. It wasn't actual kidnap. Yeah. I, I intend to put out a good podcast every week, but you know what happens with that? <laughs> Fail. Exactly. Wow. I, I think you, you two need to get together and maybe have a little discussion about your relationship. I think we can just hug it out. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We have hugged it out a few times. Twice. Yep. Twice, actually. But go ahead. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, did I break all, your that concentration? Was my, <laughs> that, that was my entire point is it was conspiracy to kidnap. If he's like laying out these fantasies where he's talking about that, you 
could and apparently have established a foundation for conspiracy. Why don't you, you know, uh, well, finish up this, and we'll go to the Daily Mail. This Again, there's a fine line. Now, suppose someone is a burgeoning writer and they use the names of people that are in their actual lives for the items that they write about. Mm-hmm. Doing a search on someone's computer is going to pull up information if the person is writing a murder mystery, if the person is writing a gore fanfic. They're going to pull it up and it's going to look probably the same. But because it's poetic license, they're going to be given a pass because they're a writer. Ah, that sounds a little more sophisticated than Girl Meat Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Well played, madam. Well played indeed. (laughs) Yeah, this is obviously why it's going to the highest court of the land. But, you know, if I was Ruth Bader Ginsburg or someone, I had a choice between, you know, arguing for the sake of someone's life and girl meat hunter doesn't want to spend time in prison because he's fantasizing about killing his wife. I'm probably going to lean towards other cases. This is going to turn into a debate on the Facebook page, I promise Good. Oh, boy. This is going to. Here, let's go. is good. Mm, Daily Mail. Cannibal family confesses to killing and eating at least 30 people in Russia where they kept human remains in the cellar of their house of horrors and posed for selfie with the body parts. I told you about this. Mm-hmm. Ro, remember when we did the dead bodies and you were like, people do not take selfies with dead bodies. They do. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Their definition uh, of selfie, know? though, is we've discussed their definition of selfie is pretty loose here, though. Well, it is mm. Russia. Maybe they've got like a, a, a new spin. <laughs> I in Russia, also- body parts picture with you. I will say also that when I am looking for cannibalism stories and I'm running short on time, the second place that I go to besides Africa is Russia because we have covered multiple cannibalism stories from Russia. And it just it's like the the big ones. It used to be Germany. Germany doesn't seem to be in this anymore. Uh, You have America, specifically Florida. You have Africa and you have Russia are the three big consumers of, of human meat for the most part, from what it seems. I think of the, mm. the big one is Africa. But go right ahead and continue, because I keep interrupting you. Oh, you're killing me. Literally. Africa has got 53 countries. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Yes, when I okay. say Africa, I'm thinking of it as one giant country that's located somewhere in Spain. But go America. ahead. America. Spaniards. There's a guy wow, in Colorado right. laughing right now if he still listens to I'm this. sure. Go ahead. An alleged cannibal family has admitted to killing and eating at least 30 people over a period of 18 years, it was reported today. Police are understood to have found eight body parts and are checking for more human remains to assess the veracity of the confessions. A man, age 35, named as Dmitry Bashev. Please sure. butcher my Russian enunciation, everyone. Bakshev. Dmitry Bakshev. From Krasnodar in southern Russia, was identified as having told interrogators he began his macabre reign of terror in 1999. His picture was released along with an alleged woman victim who, 35, was not named. But they do put a picture of her? Awkward. Hmm. The man and his wife, Natalia, 42, a nurse, were part of a cannibal family, according to the MASH news outlet, which is known to have links to Russian law enforcement. Mash initially identified the pictured woman as his cannibal wife, but local sources in Krasnodar 
insisted that she was a recent victim. In their home, video lessons for cannibals were found, according to local news source LiveCuban.ru. Since her detention, Natalia has undergone psychiatric tests and was judged to be mentally healthy, according to MASH, part of a one, part of a one of Russia's. Yes, you're reading that correctly. Wow. You're reading, reading it correctly. <laughs> Thank you. Here, I'll read it for you because I can read broken English. Part of a one part. Yeah, I guess I can. No, you can't. Part of part a one of, one of, of, of Russia's largest media empires closely linked to the Kremlin. Let's see. She's alleged to have confessed to at least 30 cases of killing and cannibalism by the couple. Her psychiatric hospital test showed she was an absolutely healthy, adequate person who fully accounts for her actions, said her diagnosis cited by MASH. Bakshiv and his spouse stored human remains in their fridge and freezer, as well as a cellar, according to sources in the Russian Investigative Committee, which examines serious crimes in Russia. Seven packs of frozen body parts were found. The couple also apparently preserved some meat in jars, with one image showing what is alleged to be human remains pickling in a jar. Nice. Some 19 remains of human skin were also discovered. The pair was detained after a mobile phone was found in Krasnodar City with pictures showing a man posing for selfies with human body parts, it was reported. After being quizzed by law enforcement officers, the pair was reported to have confessed. It is known parts of a female body were found on 12 September on land linked to a military academy at 135 Okay. No, no. <laughs> Some Dur- place in Russia. Dirish. I can't even. Street. As Krasnodar in a, seal, uh, a cellar. A bucket and bag contained body parts. Another bag was filled with the dead woman's possessions. Around the same time at Rapina Street, workers have found a mobile phone with photographs of a man taking a selfie with parts of a human body. Am I repeating myself? Nope. nope. Uh-huh. The man phone. believed... To work in a military academy had also photographed the cutoff head with the unknown woman and her skull. Okay. The man had been killing and eating people since 1999, according to his confession. Okay. Natalia? Go ahead, Lobo. Smatskaya. What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Thank you. This is really easy if you just use a fake Russian accent and then read the words and you'll get them. (laughs) That's what I have to do in my head. (laughs) Wow. Senior assistant to the head of the Krasnodar Investigative Committee confirmed that the pictured dead woman had been identified. However, her name was not revealed. She was 35 and had come to live in Krasnodar. Say moose and squirrel. You can do it. Moose and squirrel. (laughs) I just got that. You're funny. Wow. Go ahead. Moose and squirrel. In Kirov region, another picture had been reported sh- showing a human head on a plate surrounded by oranges. Ah, it's like nope. Martha Stewart. Yeah. It is dated 28 December 1989, which, if valid, leads to the suspicion that the confession <laughs> of an 18-year-old reign of terror as a cannibal is correct. Wow. The pictures were evidently found by state investigators among the possessions of the husband and wife cannibals. What a nice activity to do together. Exactly. <laughs> One image shows alleged cannibal Bashkif Musen Squirrel 
posing with a hammer and sickle, the symbols of the Soviet Union, the country in which he was born. Oh really? <laughs> they needed well, to state you know. that? <laughs> well, it is Soviet Union as opposed to Russia. It's like saying, who was born in America with an American flag and an eagle. <laughs> sort of. Woman cannibal Natalia Bajgi-Musinskoy is seven years older than her husband, according to police mm. documents. It is not known how long they've been married. She worked at the same military academy where her husband is employed. They apparently live in academy quarters in a hostel. Her pictures have not been released. Both are currently held in detention in Krasnodar. Okay, this is the part of the article where they put as much useless information into the article as possible to fill up dead space. Yep. Stuff, 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 stuff. The pair used either, uh, ether, my apologies, the pair used ether in a stuff. Russian drug, Corvolo, Cor- 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 yes. Corvolo. <laughs> it's phenobarbital. <laughs> Thank you. To make their victims sleep, as it has been alleged. The smell of the drug reeked from their room hostel at the military academy, according to the neighbors. Oh, so that's like every hostel it. I've ever <laughs> been to. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They lived. Oh, this is new. They lived in the hostel in the military <laughs> aviation academy that belongs to the Russian Defense Ministry. A worker mm. said, "Each time we tried to enter their room, they started wild shouting and crying." <laughs> Natalia is a scandalous woman, aggressive, so we did not risk it. What? No, I don't get. Okay, this is the dumbest article that God. I've ever picked out, <laughs> and I apologize. Thank yeah, thank <clears throat> you, investigative committee official. Go for it. Come on, mm-hmm. Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> added to the initial criminal oh investigation is into the death of one woman. Other alleged murders are being checked by our officers in Krasnodar, in the hostel where they lived, in Russia, that was formerly the Soviet Union. I am totally bullshitting. With military. Sickle. <laughs> military. Kremlin. Wow. Oh, all right. What else I throw? Trump? Oh, yes. No. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we do this? Why, why don't we read this last one here from Christian News, and then we'll take another quick break real quick, and then we'll jump in and do one or two more stories to wrap it up, because we're starting to wind down pretty fast here. <laughs> Christian so, News? Let's yeah, make let's, Lobo do it. Lobo, let's go to Christian News, because you're all about Christian News. Christian News. <laughs> <laughs> CNN host Riza Aslan sparks outrage after eating part of human brain while meeting with cannibals. Yeah. And it's got a picture that says eat with him eating part of a brain. CNN mm. host Riza Aslan, a Muslim, is sparking outrage after eating part of a human brain during a televised meeting with a cannibalistic extreme Hindu sect called the Aghori. The meeting was part of a, televised, a television series, Believer, which said to feature the world's most fan, fascinating faith-based groups. None of them Christian. <clears throat> the Aghori... While identifying as worshippers of Shiva, the Hindu god of destruction, also goes by the name of Kali, are condemned by mainstream Hindus for their practices, which includes drinking of hum- out of human skulls and eating the flesh of the dead. They also wear the ashes of cremated humans on their faces and consume their own urine and, urine and excrement. Oh. Uh, it sounds like a party. Aslan explained in the episode the, that the Aghori engage in these practices because of their belief that since God lives in them, nothing can defile them. Mainstream Hindus, on the other hand, believe that it is important to be cautious about maintaining purity. God's like, don't drag me into this. Aslan visited the Aghori in Uttar Pradesh to educate the public about the group. 
but nervously went along with their practices as he had ashes rubbed on his face and was given a skull filled with an alcoholic drink because booze makes everything better. At one point, the Agori guru became upset by Aslan's questioning and threatened, I will cut your head off if you keep talking so much. I've had to do that with people. I have Aslan this for work now. Exactly. <laughs> Aslan then sought to back out of the meeting, but his production crew advised him to stay and see what transpires. Oh, of course. These dudes wanted to see him die. Aslan was It'll soon be given good a... for news. Yeah, exactly. Ratings. There it's you go. Story. Aslan was soon given a piece of cooked brain to eat, which he consumed with a disgusted look on his face. However, on Sunday, he posted social media, uh, want to know what a dead guy's brain tastes like? Charcoal. It was burnt to a crisp. So how does he know it was brain? Classy. Mm. The footage and the post-horrific viewers. Now, you read that wrong. Some who accused him. You, you read that wrong. Go ahead. The footage and the post-horrified viewers. Yeah, I read. Yeah. You said horrific. It doesn't matter. Keep reading. This is So why did you say anything? Someone was hug it out. Now hugs of portraying Hindus as in, in extreme light and others were simply sickened by the by his ingestion of human flesh. Technically not human flesh, but uh you've insulted and misrepresented a pure, gentle and insightful religion like Hinduism. As a devout Hindu, this has caused tremendous hurt to my sentiments. What? Ah, bunch of crybabies. One commenter wrote, a million... The Christians went across the land and destroyed millions. Yeah, but they're not talking... Million, they're talking about Hindus getting mad because this guy... They're, yes, he's I talking know. about how no. this makes Hindus look rough. I understand the irony and sarcasm in my voice. I understand now. I got it. Yeah, you we're like good. Jack. Moose and squirrel. Uh, as we continue. Oh, uh, we're not Russia anymore. A million explanations. Moose and squirrel. Oh, my God will not make up for this injustice. Perhaps the only only thing you said in your mockumentary would come true of you. For you. Uh, you have earned your bad karma. You're pretty gross, even if it was just a harebrained publicity stunt. I'd give you a piece of my mind, but for the risk, you'd probably just eat it, another Oops. rope. Aslan then posted again, writing, I'm not the only one turned off by these uh, gory theatrics. But on Wednesday, he tweeted an article on CNN's Reza Aslan shouldn't eat human brains, remarking, you work all your life for a headline like this. Less than two hours later, as, an out as the outrage continued, Aslan released a statement defending his coverage of the group and insisting that he was clear the sect is not representative of Hinduism. As they repeatedly stay on camera and in voiceover, the Aghori are not representative of Hinduism, but are instead an extreme Hindu sect who reject the fundamental Hindu distinctions between purity and pollution, he wrote. I tried to ease the concern of, these, of those who may have mis missed the fundamental distinctions by providing multiple articles and videos on CNN.com that address the beliefs of Hinduism and debunk its myths. I know that there are still those who are offended by the episode, especially when it comes to its treatment of such issues as caste discrimination, which remains a touchy subject for many Hindus in America, Aslan continued. I have great sympathy for that position, but caste discrimination is a very real thing, and the attempts of the Aghori to overcome it using the principles of Hindu spirituality is important to highlight. He did not include regret, regret for consuming a piece of human brain in his statement, but rather focused on offended Hindus. 
You don't have to read the message from the publisher. I'm not going to. I think that word is cased, not cast. It could be. Is it no, it's cast system. Okay. It's known as a caste system. I've heard it enunciated as both. And also, Hindus, they're religious texts. The Bhagavita Gita. Oh, I've never been able to enunciate that right. Moose and squirrel. It, no, we're, we're talking Hindu now. Wow. Anyway. If that literally starts out with a prince questioning why he's slaughtering people in a war and having a discussion with their god. So mm-hmm. well, why would like why would you make the case that you've got this pure religion um, that is not a violence or something like that? It's it's very violent. Uh, it's the same. It's the same discrimination that's given for to uh, Christianity and Judaism and any number of the religions that are stated. We're Sub-genius. a peaceful religion. Yeah, exactly. They all, all claim right. to be peaceful, but they're not. None of them are. Uh-huh. Well, maybe not none of them. Maybe not none of them. Double negatives. All right, we'll take a break real quick. I'm gonna eat some face. Sounds like somebody uh-huh. is. I'm leaving. I've had enough of this. But think of all the perfectly roasted faces we get to munch on now. But why? Because we're friends, and friendship is two pals munching on a well-cooked face together. That isn't friendship, Carl. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you removed the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. All right, let's wrap this up. We got three articles left. Uh, Shelly, take us to the Irish Times and let's let's get this thing going. Uh, Ireland. I love Ireland. Woman shouted, if you can't beat them, eat them after by detective. Dairy woman, 18, with a history of drug problems, became abusive after accident. A young woman shouted, if you can't beat them, eat them, after she bit a detective at a guard station. Meg McQuaid, 18, was arrested after she was involved in a traffic accident in Barnsmore, Co. Donegal, on June 24th. Miss McQuaid of Meadowbrook, or Meadowbank Avenue, Strand Road, Derry. I love how they gave the entire address. Like, you're going to go find her? <laughs> was found by Gardai. Oh, I'm terrible with, with Irish. Oh. Okay. Standing in the middle of the road and was shouting and striking out at emergency services. She was a passenger in a car, but was unhurt. 
She was taken by ambulance to a hospital, but had to be accompanied by Gardai because of her behavior. She was physically aggressive to, phys to hospital staff and was arrested for public order offenses and taken to Letterkenny Garda Station. After she, as she was being released into the care of grandmother when leaving Letterkenny Garda Station, she Again? sank her teeth into the chest of a female Garda. Aww. As she did so, she shouted, if you can beat them, eat them. Wow. Broke the skin. Letterkenny District Court heard how the accused broke through two layers of clothing and broke the skin of the Garda. severe bruising. Solicitor Patsy Gallagher said his client, who pleaded guilty to public order and assault charges, had a severe history of drug abuse, both there prescribed and unprescribed. There's the bad Mr. meth. <laughs> oh, That'll get you high. Really, really There's high. good meth? Oh. <laughs> it's a running joke now. Mr. Gallagher said Miss McQuaid was living with her grandmother, who had been searching for her at the time of the incident for a number of days. She was in a drug-confessed drug hell, but she is in a very different place today and is trying her best, Mr. Gallagher told the court. That's why I love the Irish. That's mm. a fantastic description. Judge Paul Kelly ordered a probation report on Miss McQuaid and adjourned the case until January 15th. Oh, that was nice. That was the Irish equivalent to Florida right there. Almost. Why don't we really go to Florida? But wait, there's more! And hear about... Oh, there is? Oh. No, there isn't. Is there more? No, there's not. No, not in that one. But well, we're take, going to Florida, so there's more to Florida. For, uh, Slim Shady oh, so here. Man stabs cannibal boyfriend in the eyes, killing him. Hey, well, you know. Uh, and guess where? Key West! A Key West man has died days after a brutal attack inside a home that stemmed from an argument about cannibalism, according to authorities. Mark Brand, 67, succumbed to his wound Wednesday. His alleged killer, Justin Calhoun, 24, is faced with murder. Calhoun, a stripper from Tampa, of course he is. The Miami Herald reported, told police they were involved romantically and Calhoun would often spend the night at Brand's residence. On Monday, Calhoun said an argument began because he believed Brand to be a cannibal and questioned him about it. Upset, Brand grabbed a gun, forcing a struggle between them until it went off. No one was hit. The but fight how did continued. He die? <laughs> but how did he die? The fight continued, and Calhoun eventually gained control of the gun. He told police he aimed at Bran and tried to shoot him, but the gun jammed. Whoa. That's when Calhoun grabbed a pen and stabbed Bran in both eyes. Ooh. Oh. Rest report. Not one, but two. Well, if you're going to do it, you got to do it correctly. Yeah. Uh, Wait, there's down. a correct way to stab people in the eye? Well, if Absolutely. you're going to do it, if because you're, you're gonna, all you're going to do stabbing somebody in the eye is you're probably going to enrage them. And at that point, they still have one good eye to see you with, so you might as well out the other one to assure that they're not going to come after you. That is my logic. If you're going you to shoot, go a, deep on that one, man. Yeah. If you're I, I, you two are so calmly describing how you take someone out by stabbing them in the eyeballs. I'm just. Are you new here? Yeah. That's, yeah, I'm that's a little new, and I'm okay. a little disturbed, and my no, name I'm is not really Shelly. If I <laughs> had to do that, if I had to do that situation, if I was going to get somebody in the eyes, you've got to go for both. Oh, if yeah. you you got to do it. Both, my attitude is if you're going to hit somebody or if you're going to do something, you have to hit them so hard that they're not going to get back up. If you're going to it, stab somebody in the eyes, you've got to take them both out. You can't out. just Odin that shit. You need to go for exactly. both eyes. Yes. <laughs> my real name is Chuck. 
My real name is Charles. I don't know where that's coming from or why you're <laughs> saying that, but we should continue with the story. And <laughs> fell to the ground, yelling for help and yelling that he was guilty. Calhoun told police, the young man grabbed a broken piece of wood from a dresser damaged during the fight and stuffed it into Bran's mouth to shut him up. Whoa! Yes! <laughs> Going for the vampire slayer. Next, Calhoun stood up and stomped on the piece of wood, he said, driving it further into the man's oh mouth and God. continued to beat him by slamming a dresser drawer down onto Bran's head and throat. Oh my God. At this point, Bran's roommate tried to get into the room to help, but Calhoun locked the door. He would later admit that he thought he went a little too far in his attack after brandish, brandished the gun. A little too far? Cal well, in his defense, this is Florida. Cohn told police he grabbed his backpack, money, and, the, and a dress to wear, then jumped out of the bedroom window naked. He avoided Key West police by jumping fences and climbing on rooftops. This, this dude, dude is gone. You guy did this. Yeah, no kidding. He did it nude? Like... Things can catch on fences. Yeah, dude, for real. After his oh, you imagine that? Oh, oh hung up by he's the a Billy stripper. Set. He's got this. Yes, exactly. After his arrest, police discovered cocaine, a hell of a drug, and Brand's prescription pills in Calhoun's backpack, as well as more than ten thousand dollars in cash. It wow, like he planned it. Totally. Okay, so who brought the gun out? Was it the old man, 67? Yeah. Okay, he was the one Brand. that brought the gun out. Now. He was the one that had both eyes stabbed with a pen, right? Yes. Both eyes and a, a chunk of wood through the throat and a dresser drawer okay. to the head and neck. So you've got a guy pulling a gun on you. So I yep. could totally see why you would go for the eyes. The wood in the mouth may have been a bit excessive, but when That's someone's pulling overkill. a gun on you and you're afraid, sure. But then again, once you've got the eyes taken out, what are they going to do? You know, that it's kind of like you've got to incapacitate. It's, yeah, he's going to blindly grab for you, and once he gets a hold of you, he won't let go. Yeah, but at that point, I mean, if he picks up a stick or something, it's kind of like, what's he going to do? Hit a pinata? You know, it's he's not going to pinata you to death, <laughs> really. So, I, I mean, if I had to pick sides here, if, you know, and the guy's got a gun and he's naked, so you're going to do what you got to do to defend yourself. Granted, drugs were involved. There was some probably cocaine. It was a hell of a drug, if we've described. Definitely. Definitely cocaine. All right. I'm going to move Dude. on to the last one. Um, this is coming yeah. from the Toronto Sun, uh, which is odd because you don't hear about much. Well, actually, I would say Can Can uh, Canada does have a fairly recent case on cannibalism, which our show and a couple of them. Ten years ago? Yeah. And the guy's out of jail now, actually. He sure is. Uh, this is. Changed name and reestablished. Mom catches cannibal eating boy seven. Uh, twisted cannibal was caught by his mortified mother eating a seven-year-old boy he had butchered. Uh, Nazim Mayans, is that Nazim? Nazim Mayans? Nazim. Nazim Mayans' mom told cops she found her blood-soaked son next to her to the boy, boy's body in an abandoned home in India's. Yep, here we going back again, back to that the world again. Uttar Pradesh. This is my turn to read bad names now. Uh, even veteran detectives were retching at the horror show before their eyes. Yeah, that would be really rough. The body was laying on the mm. floor with a decapitated head beside it, and a shocked cop told the Hindustan, Hindustan, Hindustan. Hindustan Times. The skin of the on the abdomen was missing, and the internal body parts uh, and blood stains were scattered across the room. Described as a hopeless junkie Mayan, 
believed to be in his mid-twenties, allegedly snatched Mohammed Manas into the house while he was playing outside with other children. What an asshole. And then committed mm-hmm. his vile deeds. The boy's neck, arms, and legs had been sliced into several pieces. This is why I put a warning at the beginning of this show. When cops arrived at Mohammed's severed arrived Muhammad's severed head was next to his body as they have already stated um mm. mayan had been had yeah, mayan had already beat up by locals and hundreds are demanding his immediate execution the suspected cannibal was inherent when questioned by detectives and didn't offer any resistance we will try to complete not. the investigation of the case and submit the final tra- a sheet in court police to officer de Varma told the Times. Investigators, I'm so glad you try so hard. I don't try at all. Investigators <laughs> recorded, uh, recovered. recovered. I'm sorry. Investigators recovered a knife and a shovel from a blood spattered crime scene. He has been charged with mur- charged with murder and abduction. Oh, that would be rough to walk in and see that. Oh. Yeah. On that positive note, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um. Do we already discuss what we're going to be doing for Thanksgiving this year? What are you making? You're making a turkey lobo. I am probably yep. going to be making. Uh, I have a, a fireball. A variety. Yeah, I'm going to be making a fire. No, I'm going to cooking that separately at home for me and the wife because we got a small turkey uh, for that one. But for the big family go. dinner, I have a variety of pies that I'm going to be making and some kind of uh, chocolate covered cherry dip of some kind or another. Nice. I don't know. I'm usually relegated to making desserts and candied yams of some kind or another. So. That brings us to Shelly. What are you making? Are you making mousse and squirrel for for Thanksgiving? I almost said Christmas. Mousse and squirrel. I use super secret family secret. Super where I secret call, family secret. Yes, yes, yes. That's I call the local grocery store and have <laughs> them make everything for me. I show up and I quickly empty everything out into the really nice china so that my aunt that never ever brings anything and then brings all of her children thinks that my mom, who just had knee surgery, spent all day in the kitchen making for stuff for her. Good call. That's my family secret. And it's That's awesome. revealed to Nothing. the world. I don't even call. I make Chuck. Nice. <laughs> even better. I'm so terrible. <laughs> Mrs. Shelley is trained well. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, All right. I'm spent. I am. I am beat because I've been up for a long time today because me too. The whole cell phone fiasco situation. Yep. Uh, The wife like, okay, Sam's Club by me had a big sale today for every cell phone that you bought. You got a three hundred dollar gift card. Which the wife's like, well, we need cell phones, so let's let's do this, you know. And I'm like, all right, fine. So she says, you got to get up at five o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, I'm not so fine. And then uh, because well, every time they do this, they have massive lines going outside the building. She's like, oh, I'll go up there. You just drive up separately, and when we get there, give them the cell phone, and we'll do the cell phone thing. We'll get six hundred dollars of the gift cards, which is a lot of Christmas shopping or whatever. So uh, she gets there. I get finally. I get up. I get into my car. I get to the place I'm pulling in the parking lot, and the wife's like, "Hey, just stay home and stay in bed because uh, they're got appointments because there's so many people, and I got to come back here at two o'clock." And I'm like, "I'm here already. I'm already here." So all right, fine. So here's me walking around in a zombie-like state because it doesn't open till seven, and I was there at like six, so we had to wait around for like an hour, and then I'm just walking around Sam's Club or like pre-Christmas shopping. So I got a new cell phone today. I've decided to upgrade to the new Galaxy Note 8, which is a massive, huge-ass phone. It's gigantic. <laughs> um, 
And then, um, so I didn't have a cell phone all day. And Lobo was texting me, and you were sending me messages. All these people are sending me messages. I get home and activate the phone. It's like ding, 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 all these messages and crap. And I'm like, oh my god, sound like Trump. So it's huge. I I own the best phones. So I've been awake since five o'clock this morning, and it's going on eleven thirty right now. So poor me. Wah wah wah. World problems. I'm done. Next month starts December, and I'm supposed to be starting my job. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> my new job. <laughs> Funsies. Anyways, um, Shelly, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. We need to do this again sometime. And uh, that's pretty much all I got to say. So we're going to finish up the year here pretty quick. Uh, I'm done. Anybody else got anything to say? Are we good? Thanks, Shell Shock. Shelly from Mormonland. Ouch! Shelly from Mormon Land out. This is Rogan Peace out from Detroit. This is Lobo from Connecticut. Can't beat him, eat him. <laughs> Proper way to close the show. Peace, folks. Bye bye.
hell? What was that? Did you hear the ringing sound? No, I'm looking at all the pictures of them, their their idea of what a selfie would be. Mm. Or First, posing all the things. Selfie. It's like, it's just clutter around oh, the house. Oh, that guy is shoving his hand into someone's mouth with oranges all around it? Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, yeah, that is kind of weird definition. Did you just make a yummy noise, sir? Me? No, I did not. Lobo, that sounded um, like you were like, mm, I'm sorry, I was kind of, no, I wasn't, that was not a yummy sound. He's back to okay. eating Nicki Minaj's ass article. <laughs> <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> that doesn't strike me as Lobo style. Oh, t- taking selfies with, with a cannibal family is fine, but talking about Nicki Minaj's ass is a different story altogether. Oh. It's a family show, goddammit. See? <laughs> That's right. why he's talking about the family enterprise with the basement full of dead bodies over Nicki Minaj's ass. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get the star show started here. It looks like Chop Top. <laughs> Chop Top. Who's that? Oh, the guy in the fam- the cannibal family. Yeah, cannibal family values. <laughs> Actually, that what we would call the show. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that sounds good. Uh, okay, we all got it out of our systems now. Are we I good? think so. Yeah.